beloved of God, it's Wednesday of the seventh week of Easter, a week in which we anticipate the outpouring of the Holy Spirit with the upcoming Feast of Pentecost. Let our hearts rejoice in anticipation as we begin all things in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my my mouth mouth shall declare your praise. Alleluia. Psalm 121 Look to me. Where should I look for help in my need? The answer to my problems and the fulfillment of my needs must come from God himself from him who created skies and mountains and men and women to dwell in their midst. He is a great God who knows our every desire, whose watchful eye is upon us night and day. We can make no move without his knowledge, and his concern for his children is constant. His love for them, eternal. And thus the Lord will keep you, shielding you from the forces of evil as a shade tree shields you from the rays of the blazing sun. He does care for you, and he will fight with you against the enemy of your soul. Whether you are coming or going, He knows the course you take, and He will go before you. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John, chapter 17, verse 11. Lifting up his eyes to heaven, Jesus prayed, saying, Holy Father, keep them in your name that you have given me, so that they may be one just as we are one. The word of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, this is a beautiful, beautiful prayer. Jesus prayed it shortly before his arrest in the Garden of Gethsemane. And it's a prayer for unity. That's what the church has called it for centuries. It's a prayer for us, for his disciples, that we may be one. We may be together. We may be of one mind and one heart. And God knows that we need it because we live in a world where there is constant division, constant strife, whether it's between races or cultures or nations or families, or even in our church, there are plenty of divisions. Jesus wants us to be one, and that's what this prayer is. In fact, I'm going to suggest that you read the entire 
chapter 17 of the Gospel of St. John to read his whole beautiful prayer. He knew that he was going to be crucified shortly, and he wanted to leave his disciples with one final message of hope and unity. And to truly and fully understand the prayer of Jesus for unity, we have to first understand the context in which it was said. It wasn't too long before this that Jesus had washed his disciples' feet at the Last Supper and went on to tell his disciples that he was going to be betrayed and that he would be leaving them very soon. And his disciples were very understandably upset and confused, but Jesus reassured them that they would not be alone. He promised to send them the Holy Spirit, who will be with them always. So in the midst of this uncertainty, Jesus prayed for his disciples and for us to be united as one. He knew that they would face trials, he, just like he knows that we will face trials and persecution. And he wanted them to remain steadfast in their faith and united in their mission. He knew that true unity could only come from the Father. And he prayed that the Father would keep his disciples and us in his name. You know, there's a secret to achieving unity. And the answer can be found in this prayer of Jesus for unity in chapter 17. Jesus prayed that his disciples would be kept in the name of the Father. That means that they would be kept in the love and the grace and the mercy of God. The secret to unity is to be rooted in God's love. When we are rooted in God's love, we are able to love others as he loves us. We are able to see others through his eyes and to extend grace and mercy to those who may not deserve it. The secret to unity can also be found in the fact that Jesus prayed for his disciples to be one, just as he and the Father are one. That means that unity is not just a feeling or an emotion that work together, but it's a deep and abiding connection that we have with God and with one another. When we are united, we're able to accomplish great things for the kingdom of God, and we're able to love and serve other people in ways that we could not do on our own. This beautiful prayer of unity that Jesus prayed for his disciples and for us. It's a very powerful reminder of the importance of unity in our lives. It reveals the secret to achieving true unity, which, as I mentioned, is to be rooted in God's love and to seek unity in our relationships with others, to be willing to overcome obstacles to unity and to pray for unity in our families, in our church, in our community, in our nation, in our world. The prayer of Jesus for unity is not just a nice sentiment or a lofty goal. It's a call to action. It's a call for us to take steps towards unity in our own lives and in the world around us. 
I hope we're all inspired by the prayer of Jesus for unity and that we may all work towards achieving true unity in our own lives and in our world. God bless you, my friends. We'll talk to you soon. among us all, we pray the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. Amen. Let us pray. God of glory and majesty, unite your people under the one banner of love, that we may faithfully accomplish your will as we seek to serve you and our brothers and sisters. This we ask through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved of God, take good care of yourself and one another, and we'll see you tomorrow. Amen.